0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: Hello and welcome to the program in the... Month of October. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We're going to be starting out this show talking, to, talking about a house with a clock in its walls and also the 25th anniversary of the classic film Hocus Pocus. It's the month of October, my favorite month of them all, and I'm super excited for this Halloween season. But we're going to start with talking with a very special guest, Mr. John Wood. He's going to be talking about two of his latest albums, Stem Songs and Move, Move, Move. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, John.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And thanks. uh, Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to talking about uh, a couple of really wonderful albums that I think uh, kids will enjoy.
1: We're, very happy to, we're always happy to have you on the show, and it's always great talking to you. So let's start about talking about uh, the first album, which is STEM songs, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Wonderful subjects to talk about. So um, how did this album well, come to play?
2: Well, actually, uh, Dan Crow, who is the, uh, the artist uh, on the album responsible for putting this together, actually got the idea from uh, listening to Bill Nye, The Science Guy, and also uh, some of his uh, nieces and cousins, uh, girls, who were studying engineering in school and got the idea of putting the uh, albums together. And in fact, they've uh, expanded it to STEAM, which is also science, technology, engineering, math, and the uh, the A's for the arts. So this is quite an ambitious album. Uh, because not only does it have um, one, two, three, four, five, six songs, oh, well, actually, uh, five songs and one uh, bonus track, which is a, a song about the Tooth Fairy, uh, which is great for me because uh, I, I need whatever money I can get from the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> uh, and then, secondly, it has 16 songs. Uh, individual songs by artists that are on our uh, website kidsmusic.com and uh, in in inclusion of that it also has um, uh, it has uh, uh, what do you call it Uh, videos as well so animated videos so it's it's a full uh, it's a full house and it's hosted by our teen animated character Any doll's house. It's it's a wonderful package, and the songs are terrific. They're uh, uh, amazingly produced by uh, Jimmy Hammer. Dan Crow is in fine voice or fine feather, if you wish. Uh, So yeah, excited about it. Certainly. So, um,
1: how did you uh, meet Mr. Crow, and how did your collaboration, um,
2: come um like flourish? um, flourish? I I met Dan actually. uh, I, I was in a performing group, and uh, still am, uh, called J.P. Nightingale, and we toured and performed uh, all over Southern California, and uh, uh, people told us about Dan. So we, we go way back to the, um, uh, you know, in the mid-70s when we first met, and we've done so many projects together uh, over the years. He travels all over the world uh goes to schools a lot of schools on a military basis for the kids there and uh, so that's uh we, we we have a long history it was way back when pictures were in black and white
1: <laughs> so um collaborating with with Dan on making this album come to life so like how was that process like and um like do you since you've known each other for such a long time like has has anything changed or is it just really consistent in how you two work together
2: well, it's, this is a, it's an interesting project because it, it kind of uh, became a life of its own. Uh, it started out with uh, doing a few songs and then it grew into adding the 16 songs from the artists. For instance, uh, if they had a song that fit into the, the motif of the, uh, of the stem songs, for instance, some of the titles are uh, It's Amazing What You Could Do With Your Brain, The Abacus. Obviously for math. Let's see what else we have here. Counting by twos. When I only have a minute, which is a terrific song. Uh, everything takes place in the course of a minute. I'm an engineer. Uh, poor planet Pluto, which I understand Pluto is getting a is getting a uh, a recount from what I understand. Uh, Milky Way. Thank a plant. So it's just a just a, a, a terrific album. Um, educational. As only Dan Crow can do it because he makes educating uh, uh fun, and uh, so that 's how it, it kind of just kind of grew Keeper out of a out of a project and then came the animator we we uh, were able to uh, get together with um, an animator who lives here is from Russia and we just sat down and talked to him about the concepts he listened to the songs and just uh, came up with uh, some wonderful um, animation that uh, I'm sure the kids will enjoy. I know I enjoy it, and I'm just a big kid.
1: Now, uh, it definitely because I don't know. I feel like we don't when when we talk about like children's music. there's we want to of course teach our kids in an engaging way, and it's it's an interesting balance of what you and Dan do, and it's it's not an easy thing to do, of course, because you're trying to educate but also entertain, and just in the end. Just have fun, and I bet, I bet that's the best job in the world to, to still continue to have that childlike wonder.
2: It, it is. Um, it, it, it comes from uh, you know the old adage of experience, but it's it's when you perform uh, in front of children, uh, they are if they're not entertained, they just get up and walk away. Yeah. So, so it's it's you know adults will sit there and clap their hands politely. Oh, what a wonderful show uh and they'll sit through it and then go home going oh my gosh you know that what was that all about whereas kids just gonna go i'm gonna go off and look at a bug or count some <laughs> you know some different things so uh it is it's experiential it's what works and a lot of the stuff was tried and true in performance so uh dan already knew what was going to work and uh um the tempos of the songs and the participation factors so that it's that that just comes from his years and years of experience kids can be the harshest critics
1: but when you do get them it's very rewarding you're listening to kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blake see we're going to be talking about house of a clock in its walls and also the 25th anniversary of hocus pocus we're going to continue our conversation with the amazing john wood about the, his new album stem songs so um Mr. Wood, you were just—we talk- were just talk- discussing about the partition- participation part of of performing for kids because you can we cre- we create these <laughs> you, you create these albums and these videos, but of course there comes the point where you perform them live for kids. So, what do you feel like is the most, for lack of a better word,
2: magical part of actually performing to kids live? Well, you've probably heard you know when uh, artists who perform for uh, for adults as well they the ones that are are really good in concert they all say that the uh, the harmony and the, uh, the between the audience and the artist it it just makes for a better performance for both so you're feeding off the energy of the audience the uh, audience is feeding off the energy of the artist and it just continues to to grow and, and, and just be a deeper experience. Uh, that's what's amazing about about stage because you have that immediate feedback and so you can see what's working the kids are participating they're doing the movements they're they're uh, they're having a great time and what what is even more exciting I think is the fact that families are enjoying the performance together and so there's that added factor which is uh which is really brilliant.
1: Definitely. Now, I understand it's like picking your favorite child, but what do you think was your favorite song performing, um, with particularly with stem songs?
2: I think with the uh, the songs that uh, I I perform with Dan uh, is um, uh, the engineer song, uh, which is really fun because it it starts from the premise of a train, of course the uh, you know the train engineer and so forth, but it goes into all the different Types of uh, of engineers and engineering, and uh, it, it's it's great. It's a, it's an open, absolutely open field for, for male and female, and so many girls are getting involved in engineering, and uh, it's it's just terrific. So uh, that's probably my favorite my favorite song. Uh, I'm an engineer, and uh, it uh, once again talks about the different categories of uh, of engineering. Uh, and uh, so there you go. Well,
1: thank you. I mean, it's and as you mentioned before, a lot of there's a lot of girls that are going into and girls and young women going into STEM programs, which is great because we it's it's interesting because when you look at a lot of the careers, they are dominated by males, and it's great that we're able to provide more information education for children of all ages. That hey, these are amazing occupations that you can do for the rest of your life like go out and learn more about it so correct thank you so much john wood for talking about stem song it's been a pleasure and i can't wait to see i am talk about your next album move 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 so um you've been listening to kids first coming attractions make sure to check out the stem songs go to kidsmusic.com for that it is um and check out all the wonderful albums by dan and also john With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. and this show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 2.
3: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back to the program Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we are back with the amazing John Wood, who is president of Kids Music. We just got done talking about his latest album, STEM Songs, but right now we're going to be talking about another new album that he's been working on with the amazing talented new album move 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 so um john
2: tell us a little bit about um what this album is and um, the um creator of this sure i'm uh actually uh, i'm very excited about your introduction i am actually going to change my first name to amazing <laughs> because i the way you the way you sell it i it's fabulous i love it well it's uh what we have here on this on this uh, album here is a is a gem. It, it is a real find, and it is called uh, "Move, Move, Move" by Vincent Nunez. And Vincent has been around for many years. Uh, I believe he's got like close to ten albums out. And everyone that I've uh, listened to, I've I've also been a judge on um, uh, music awards uh, like the Napa Awards, where uh, artists uh, submit their uh, their albums. So I've been aware of Vincent for a long time, and I've noticed every album he does just has an absolute growth to it. Going back to what we talked about with the stem songs and an artist uh, tried and true, trying out their material. And in this particular album, obviously the title Move, 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 it encourages the kids to get up and do participatory movements. And there's a lot of artists that do that but it's how you do it and how you implement the fun of it. And the songs are really, really, really cool. For instance, uh, one song is called I Wish I Could Fly Like a Dog. And I love songs that start out one way and then take a turn. And you think, oh, I wish I could fly like a dog. And you go, wait a minute, dogs don't fly. Well, there's the hook. So I wish I could fly like a bird. I wish I could fly like an owl. I I I wish I could fly like my dog what's the what's the obvious thing the kids are going to do dogs don't fly dogs oh of course they don't fly so there's the built-in pattern that goes back and forth with the audience verse two verse three uh, i wish i could swim like a fish i could better da, 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 da i wish i could swim like my dog wait a minute dogs, uh, actually dogs <laughs> do swim but you get my point yeah so, yeah so this is a this is a nice discovery well, certainly so uh, i 'm curious, since
1: uh, Vincent is a, uh, a great example of the flourishing children 's music like community, uh, how would you describe um, that community since you, um, since you work with dan on on kids music but since there 's so many artists out there, like how would you describe like the atmosphere and, and, the, and finding and discovering other
2: artists a very good question um, the, the, over the years we 've noticed. Um, We've noticed a lot of change in the industry. Uh, back in the the 1980s, a lot of record companies went, "Hey, let's get a bunch of children's artists on board, and we'll make a lot of money." <laughs> and uh, it it didn't necessarily turn out that way because they were not marketed uh, properly. And so a lot of the artists were, "Yeah, hey, we've got our we've got our big break." But what really keeps the artists going is very similar to the old Commedia dell'arte days in uh, Italy and England and troubadours where the artists traveled from town to town and they shared information and news in the, uh, in the fairs and even in the royal, uh, the, the royal castles, the artists traveled, uh, as you see in, in Hamlet. So, um, uh, so childrens the, the whole process is basically the same but what surrounds it has changed, okay?
1: Definitely. Oh yeah, certainly because well, the music industry, I think we say that for the whole music industry, the whole artistic community, it's changed through social media and, and internet and digital age for better and for worse in a lot of cases. Um, but certainly it's, it's an interesting evolution. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. This show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 2. And we're going to continue our conversation with John Wood about Move, Move, Move. So uh, how did you discover uh, Vincent? And are we expecting maybe future collaboration with you and him?
2: Well, I I would love that. Uh, You know, I I don't believe that Vincent the Artist is on our uh, kidsmusic.com roster, but... uh, I'm going to look into this because uh, would love to have uh, would love to have this fellow involved and and uh, what he has done with this album too is he's he's included some uh, early uh, childhood uh, a, pr- a professor to help him to make sh- sure that the movements and the different things are pertinent to the particular age group that he is uh, he's he's working with here. Obviously, these are early childhood; these are younger children. But the songs are really, really well written, I, I have to say, and uh, very well produced. He plays a, a ton of instruments himself, and uh, I believe his father was a musician and his mother was a teacher, so it's kind of born into his, uh, into his uh, DNA there. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, very excited. Love this album, and I really want everybody to check it out.
1: Definitely. We'll make sure everyone... Can spread the word and and Vincent, if you're listening, please. John's looking
2: for someone to work with here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The amazing John.
1: The amazing John. Sorry, we're we legally gonna change that. That's uh, right. <laughs> so um uh, what would you say is your favorite song on this album? I know that's again hard thing to well,
2: choose. I, I probably tip my hand with, uh, with with the dog with the dog song, but let me let me just take a look here because there's so many um uh, I Love the Moon which is just a gentle song and it, you know it's uh, what I've found about this and what I really enjoy is when I, I listen to songs is okay how many times have I heard a kid song about the moon or about the sun mm-hmm. or even um, the wheels on the bus and when I hear a take on the wheels on the bus that I've never heard before I just love it if I take it up you know, taking a classic and just making it your own. So there are some really gentle, this Isle of the Moon is absolutely beautiful ballad. And focused on night, obviously focused on, uh, on uh, nursery, what do you call it? Uh, a nursery rhyme when you go to sleep. What is that called? That is called. Lullaby. What? A lullaby? Yes. Thank you, Kiefer. Sheesh. No. <laughs> that's why, that's why you make the big bucks. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but there's there's a, a lot of other songs. Uh, ABC, uh, ABC Jones is about a person named ABC Jones. Another take on how to make the alphabet fun. He turned the letters into uh, different names of people. So, yeah, uh, there's uh there's a bunch of songs that uh, I really like on this. And I also like when you're listening to an album, whether it's, Uh, You know, an adult album or a kid's album or jazz or uh, classical or whatever. And the the album follows suit. And you can see, oh, a lot of thought has been put into uh, the steps from one song to the next. This is just not a bunch of songs thrown together. Even though they're they're different, the theme is the same, which is move, move, move. Uh, Very well done. I give this one five amazings. Five
1: amazing. So by the amazing John Woods. Then
2: by the amazing John Wood. Yes, love it. And I may short that shorten that just to the amazing John.
1: Uh, perfect.
2: Or I might shorten it to Am's John. I don't know. I'm,
1: I'm just... Am, Am's
2: John.
1: Yeah. We'll go with it. We'll get the we'll get the team together. We'll make we'll put some bullet points and we'll we'll collaborate. We'll spitball. I would need
2: your help on this. Okay,
1: good. Certainly. Our our, our team will talk to your team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um. Final question. I'm just uh, so you've been in the industry, uh, well, children's music industry, uh, well, music industry, for an experienced amount of time. What do you feel like is the most fulfilling aspect of children's music?
2: um, Children's music. Well, I think the most um, the most amazing to 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 quote a word uh, about uh, children's music is um, it's evergreen. So albums that were released by Raffi and other artists years and years ago are still pertinent today because the message and the feeling and the message is, is still on point, regardless of when that album was produced.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, John, for talking about Move 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 and also STEM songs. And I look forward to more conversations with you in the future.
2: Thank you, Keeper. Terrific job. Always a pleasure.
1: Bye-bye. All right. To go make sure to check out kitsmusic.com for more information. Also, check out Vincent Nunez's Move, Move, Move new album. He is going to be an amazing artist, and it's great to see more promotion of his songs. So thank you so much for listening. With that said, let us take a break. I am your host, Keeva Blakeslee, and this show is sponsored by Octonauts
3: Season 2.
4: And right now, I'm going to start off talking with Darianna about the house with a clock in its walls. Welcome to the show, Darianna. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. That's awesome. So I've been looking really forward to this movie because Jack Black hasn't come in a movie in a really long
5: time. So can you tell me a little bit about what did you think of this movie? I thought that it was such a suspenseful movie full of twists and turns and you're always at the edge of your seat and Jack Black plays Uncle Jonathan and his character is so hilarious so whenever you're not like jumping when it's kind of like a jump scare you can always laugh at the hilarious jokes.
4: That's awesome. I always love movies that have a good balance of suspense and laughter. Those are the
5: best. So can you tell me um, what's happening? What is The House with the Clock in Its Walls about? The House with the Clock in Its Walls is about a little boy, Louis Barneville, who recently became an orphan, so he has to go live with his uncle Jonathan. And there are a few mysterious mishaps now and again, and Lewis finds out that Jonathan is actually a warlock. So then Jonathan has to tell him about the clock hidden in the walls that Isaac Izzard put there to count down to something nefarious. So Jonathan and Lewis, and, of course, their next door neighbor, Mrs. Zimmerman, they have to work together to find the clock and prevent what Isaac Izzard is planning.
4: Ooh, this sounds so good and so intense. Um, so how did it make
5: you feel? Were you laughing a lot at Jack Black and were you scared at moments as well? Definitely both of those things, like the whole entire movie, you're just constantly wanting to continue watching and you're constantly kept at the edge of your seat. There is never a dull moment because there's always something going on, whether it be somebody laughing, somebody making you laugh or like something popping out at you or somebody coming back from the dead or whatever it be. You're always kept at the end of your seat.
4: Ooh, this sounds so good already i'm so excited so um what did you think of the acting obviously jack black and then there's also the wonderful
5: kate blanchett they were definitely so such amazing actors and actresses and owen Vaccaro, who plays lewis the young boy he is such an amazing actor and they all bring so much to their characters because the house with the clock and its walls is based on the book by john Bellairs and they all just add so much to the original characters and they bring their own kind of vibe to it that's wonderful and so adding on to um
4: the book um and at the adaptation of the movie uh would you say that they did a good
5: job did you like um the contrast and the comparison definitely they did a really good job at keeping it similar and one of my favorite parts was the fact like that the illustrations from the book looks so much like the actual film like the house on the cover of the book really looks like the house that they had in the movie so I just thought that was a really cool thing
4: wow that is amazing I like it when um movies are able to keep that special quality of the book but at the same time add something new so that's really cool and so what did you think of um the set design like inside the house and the
5: places they go it definitely had kind of a creepy vibe the whole way through it. Like it's darker toned because of the fact that they want to show because the house is not I is not Jonathan's house. It's Isaac Izzard's house, so they wanted to keep it creepy. So I just thought that that was really cool. They did a really good job of that. And the front the front of the house was just so amazing. Um, Uncle Jonathan keeps he keeps pumpkins at the front because. They keep away um, the ghosts and stuff, and they all—they just—it just looks so amazing and so Halloweeny. Oh, that's perfect, especially because now we're in the month of October.
4: That's awesome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the house with a clock on its walls, Hocus Pocus, the 25th anniversary stem songs, and move, move, move. And right now I'm going to continue talking with the awesome Dariana about the house with the clock in its walls. So we are just talking about this creepy vibe of the movie and the house and everything. So what did you think of um,
5: the special effects? And did they also add to this creepy factor? The special effects definitely added so much to the movie. Like Isaac Izzard, for example, he was... He was so creepy, like the way he looked, and when they did a close-up shot of him, he looked so realistic and everything, and I just thought that that was really cool. And all of the special effects were amazing. They had some, they had like a knight in shining armor moving, and they had some creepy puppet dolls, and they definitely added so much to the creepy factor
4: oh wow that's awesome it sounds like a lot of fun to watch so um did you have a favorite part in this movie
5: i did um my favorite scene was when jonathan played the saxophone in the morning like it was like 3 a.m and it was just so hilarious because it was jack black of course and he had this whole silly dance routine where he had this little um tassel on his hat and he would whip it around and it was just so hilarious <laughs> that's awesome i want to watch this movie so that everything
4: you say just makes me want to watch it more and so along with having a favorite part did you
5: also have a favorite character yes my favorite character would be mrs zimmerman who was their next door neighbor because she was always there for jonathan and lewis like she was kind of the mom of the group because she was lewis's second mother and Also Uncle Jonathan's, because Jonathan was, like, kind of fooling around some of the time. So Mrs. Zimmerman was always there for them, and she was a really boss witch. (laughs)
4: That's awesome. She sounds really cool and powerful. So, um, also what did you think of the costume
5: design? I know it's a little unique and different from modern-day clothing. (laughs) It definitely... um, added to the weirdness of the whole film because it's not like anything you really see anymore. It's it really is based on a book like you can kind of tell because of the weird vibe it gives off and the outfits definitely go with the theme of the film and like I said before it was based on the book and the characters outfits look a lot like the books and actually their whole entire way they are looks like the book characters so i just thought that they did a really good job costuming them that's
4: wonderful and again i really like how um this movie seems to have retained so many wonderful aspects of the book um so what did you think of the music and the score in this film
5: the score is really kind of what makes it so creepy, because when you're walking into a dark room, what makes it so creepy is the suspenseful music. So it really helped into the factor of keeping you at the edge of your seat with all the music that helps add to the creepy, the suspensefulness.
4: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, music is a hugely important factor in films. And sometimes in those horror scenes, the music is what makes you jump. And it's wonderful. So um,
5: was there anything that you disliked about this film? It, I loved it so much. It, most movies, sometimes they have a slow beginning. But this one, they definitely, um, they just went right into it. And there is no really never a dull moment, and I just really love the whole thing. There's nothing I could say.
4: That's so wonderful, and that, like, totally wraps it up for me. I need to go to the theater now and watch this film. Um,
5: But, um, so what would you say, finally, the age range and star rating would be? Uh, I would recommend it for ages 9 to 15, because and there are some jump scares, too, so if you have, like, a friend there to hug, that would be great. And I would give this film a five out of five stars because it had so much suspense and so, and there's never a dull moment. So I just thought that was amazing.
4: That is amazing. And it's been so wonderful to talk to you. So thank you so much for talking about the house with the clock in its walls. Thank you. Thank you. So be sure to check out this suspenseful but funny Jack Black movie in theaters today. And it's sure to get you set up for October 31st for Halloween. So let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonaut Season 2.
0: tuned into kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up
4: hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the house of the clock on its wall stem songs move 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 and next we'll be talking with the magnificent host Keeper, about Hocus Pocus twenty the twenty fifth anniversary. Welcome to the show,
1: Keeper. Magnificent. Stop. You flatter me. <laughs> oh
4: well, I have never seen Hocus Pocus before, Ooh. and I I feel like I really need to. So can you tell me a little bit about it and why should I watch it?
1: Well, in the Long ago, in 1993, there was this little movie with Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. And it was this absolutely amazing film that became a cult classic. And it's been 25 years since that film came out. It came out on July 16th of 1993. And I think it's a perfect time to talk about it because it's now the beginning of the haunting season. My favorite time of the year, Halloween it's the one it's one of those films that I love to watch. I love watching this Monster House, um Charlie Brown the Great Pumpkin and Beetlejuice and so many Halloween films to watch, but this is the one I always watch because it's just a classic um, so yeah it's I've seen it too many times I, I, can, I can say I at least have a mo- a a modest like hundred times <laughs>
4: You can never watch a movie too many times, but that's awesome. Yeah. I need to watch this movie and get caught up. So, um, so what do you think makes Hocus Pocus so special and memorable after 25
1: years? I mean, it's, those, it's one of those films where it's just like some people like it because it's good. Some people like it because it's bad. It's one of those so it, there's there's many things why I, there's many reasons why people love or maybe dislike this movie, but I think one thing that makes this film amazing and why everyone loves it is the three witches. They really see the show. It's not just Bit Midler, Sarah Jessica Parth and Kathy Najimy. they all three of them together it's just three actors that actresses that are just perfectly in sync and hilarious together. They're strange, they're quirky, they're spooky, they're ookie the kooky they're all about and it's and also what makes it uh it's not only um the three actresses but also just it's it's the perfect halloween film it's got witches it's got sorcery it's set on halloween there's trick-or-treating there's there's a there's halloween parties it's just it it embodies the spirit of halloween in so many ways and this was a disney film by the way this was a live action disney film and it's got some really creepy effects for a family film and so it was it's it's interesting so yeah it's i think that's why it holds up and it's just it's it's a product of its time it it just screams 90s humor
4: wow that sounds really amazing and i promise i'm gonna get caught up (laughs) so um you told me that you've seen this movie countless times, and every time you watch it, is there something that you realize that is extremely special or something that you haven't noticed before?
1: Sometimes it's just like it's the production design i like I notice some of the production and some of the costumes that I didn't notice before. sometimes um Sarah Jessica Parker does something subtle in the corner that I didn't notice before because the' three very hilarious actresses that are doing, all of them are doing something for their character, and it's just, it's such over-the-top nonsense that you just can't help but smile during the whole, like, during the whole film. It's just one, it's just one of those things that I watch over and over again. I just don't, I don't get tired of it because it's just so much fun. So, yeah.
4: That's wonderful. Yeah, I love those movies and I haven't um, found a new one that I can watch so many times that I never get tired of it. So I will look into this movie. And so what is your absolute favorite thing about Hocus Pocus?
1: The most interesting about Hocus Pocus is that I have to admire it because it didn't do very well with critics. Nor did I think it did well in the box office when it first came out. But how it got such a cult following and how the fans of the film really supported it, I think that's one of my favorite aspects of it. Cause it's a perfect example of a film that, that didn't do initially well, but through word of mouth and through a very strange group of fans, me included, we were able to keep this film alive and still keep it relevant. They still show it on ABC, they still show it on TV, and they also show it on, on theatres. Like art house theaters and and anniversaries and dvds it 's just gotten that kind of following it 's just a film that that regardless of the odds it won 't die and it 's really admirable it 's an admirable quality that not not, not so many films like fail to do and this film just got really lucky and i 'm glad I did because it's just I, I enjoy it I really enjoy it.
4: That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really special. I don't think I've ever uh, come across a movie that's done really bad and then um, through that like passionate fan following has regained um, popularity. And I think that's really cool. So, again, I'm going to check out this film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the house with a clock on its walls, Stem songs, move, 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 and I'll continue talking with Kiefer about Hocus Pocus the twenty-fifth anniversary. So we we're just talking about um this special fan following and wonderful movie. And um, do you think you would be excited to see a Hocus Pocus, uh, sequel, maybe made as a TV show or another movie?
1: There's rumors. It's one of those things where it's just like, we want to make a sequel, we don't want to make a sequel. There's so many, like, complications with actors. And I don't. I honestly don't. I mean, I think it's it's one... I'm not... I usually, when there's a... when there's talks of a sequel or a remake or a reboot or whatever adaptation of that, I usually try to think of, is it necessary? Do we need this? And... Some, most of the time I say no, but like, it's like Mamma Mia. Like When I saw Mamma Mia was having a sequel, I'm like, really, do we really need a sequel? I don't think we need a Mamma Mia sequel. And then I saw Mamma Mia 2, I'm like, I don't care. Even if it's not necessary and even if it's not like needed, I still love that movie. I love the sequel because it still has everything I love about the original. So so am I excited? If bet Mittler comes back. Because Bett Midler made that film. Oh, sorry, Bett Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and um, oh gosh, um, Kathy, and no, Jimmy. If they, of all three of them, come back, then yes, because it, they are the heart of that whole film. It's the three witches. It is. It, it's it's Winifred's It's Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Those are the iconic witches that make that film what it is.
4: That's amazing, and yeah, I. I keep repeating myself, but I'm gonna watch this movie now. i'm gonna find it somewhere, and I'm gonna If you say
1: <laughs> then you're probably going to do it, and I'm gonna hold you on to that because you're gonna be reviewing the film next radio show. I swear well we're, we're we're gonna do that
4: <laughs> okay, sounds good, and so um i wanted to ask you i'm a little rusty on what this movie is about so can you quickly brief me about who are these three witches that you keep speaking of
1: okay <laughs> for those of you who have not seen this film and that's a total of maybe two of you listening uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's that classic halloween kind of uh story basically there's these three ancient witches that were killed on Halloween, but 300 years after, but um, but if if so, if a virgin lights the candle in their um, in their um, their lair, then they come back for one night, and they have to be and they have to they they run amok on Halloween night, and they're trying to find a way for them to live forever. So like 300 years passed, and it's the 90s, dude, and this idiot kid, of course, lights the candle. Brings back the three witches back to life after they died, and they, they run amok on, ha- on Halloween night trying to find these different materials so they can be able to live forever and wreak havoc among the mortals. So it's that classic ghost, it's that classic kind of Halloween 90s story that some of us have heard over and over again. But again, what makes this film a classic are the three actresses, the production. And it just has everything that I love about Halloween. And it's a perfect film for the whole family to watch. The whole family should watch this on Halloween. Either on, on an ABC special, on Netflix, or something. Either way, find any way to watch it and enjoy it.
4: I will be sure to find any way to watch it, and probably I think thirty on the thirty first will set the whole tone. So, um, I'm also really curious that the movie seems to have a lot of, uh, really good songs. So, do you have a favorite amongst those?
1: Oh, I can't. There's, there's, there's too many to choose from. Um, well, I can't I can't think of one right now. But all I just all, all I'm gonna do is just say. I put a spell on all of our listeners to watch Hocus Pocus right now. And so, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's all I'm going to say.
4: Awesome. And I think you have for sure. So thank you so much for talking about Hocus Pocus and uh, making it special again on its 25th anniversary.
1: It's been delightful,
4: darling thank you so much and be sure if you haven't checked out hocus pocus be sure to check it out soon and i promise i will so thank you so much for joining us you have been listening to kids first coming attractions To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.